Hello and welcome to another Checkpoint podcast with me, Tamara Asfahani. And me, Jake Yap. Um, just for those of you that didn't know, Checkpoint podcast is a video gaming podcast. I don't think we made that particularly clear last time. No, well, we were very much feeling our way into it. Yeah. So we're yeah. introing it now properly. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Well, this is a video game podcast. We should probably have a really cool slogan, you know. Okay. I, I, there's a, I listen to a podcast with a guy, uh, that, and, and I always have to listen to an advert inside it. Right? So it's a CNN podcast. It's okay. news. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just the soap opera of American politics, and I love it, right? <laughs> but they always do this uh, advert uh, for like a sports podcast okay that is embedded in it should we make our own one i think probably we should yeah okay because the trouble is it 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 means absolutely nothing to me they're like hey it's tay and i'm hanging with my buds and march madness is nearly back and stuff and he ends by saying embrace the day people okay Okay. i feel like we should come up with embrace the game people why don't we call it what's the point what's the checkpoint what's the point (laughs) we'll give you your point and so much more there is no point. There is no point. Okay. Um, yeah, check what, the, the, this podcast is all about video games and how it fits in society. It's a kind of higher brow thing, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's made for everybody, really. Yeah. Not I mean, niche. you didn't tell me that before we started recording. It sounds very high brow. Thanks. I'm going to have to make my excuses and <laughs> leave now. Oh, a badger! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, Jake, we've been... Last week we spoke about... Um, specifically about Forza and No Man's Sky, those were the, the two yes. things. We, we we did play some of those uh, earlier this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, quite mind blowing, actually. You were uh, like quite literally blown away by by well, No not, Man's not Sky. Not literally, well, quite okay, figuratively, so, blown figuratively blown away, blown away by because the literal expanse of the universe. We, there's a lot of literally happens. Uh, you, we'll, we'll, you'll hear a little bit of us playing it a little bit later on. And it is mind-blowing. As someone who's sort of come from Minecraft and thinks, wow, that's pretty rad, <laughs> No Man's Sky is very much ramping it up a notch. It's incredible. And uh, it's a procedurally generated universe that's constantly expanding. So uh, you, when, I, when we were loading up one of the greatest things, and you'll hear this in the clip, is when we were loading up to the game, I was like, you, the, the, you go through this kind of space... Starfield. Yeah. And I'm saying, you can visit that. You can visit that solar system. And you're like, no, no. And I said, well, wait for it. The names will start coming up. And you still didn't believe me until no. I took you into the galaxy map. Yeah. And and that was just the galaxy. That wasn't the the wider universe. So, uh, and it's and it's quite impressive, isn't it? It's deeply impressive. It's quite freakish. Yeah. All I can think of is if you ever need to make a star field, if you're <laughs> filming something, just sprinkle caster sugar on some black paper. <laughs> handy handy tip. Although there's probably computers for that now. <laughs> but it's great. Well, should we have a little listen to to what we what we played sure. earlier in the week and, yeah. and and give people a bit of a flavour of No Man's Sky? Then we can come back and discuss it. Yes, we should also though tell people what else they can expect in this podcast. Yes, well, one of our features that we've kind of developed is this quiz thing, and, and you're quizzing me. I'm quizzing you this, this week. week, so I'm I'm quite nervous about him. this. I'm I'm genuinely quite nervous because I you're, <laughs> I think you've gone completely niche. Well, we were talking about it before we started recording, and and you said, yeah, but I'm the expert, and you didn't say really the follow-on from that, which is, and you're the moron who doesn't know anything. <laughs> but by inference, I understood what you wanted to say, uh, and also we're going to be, you're going to be showing me what our podcast looks like. For oh the yes, first time. yes, because well, I haven't want, seen. Any do you want to see that now? Yeah, do, let's do that. Let's now. do that now. Okay, okay. so we've got um, 
we've been working on this logo for for a little while, and I just yeah. wanted you to. When you say we, you mean someone I talented? Oh look! So that's version one. Wow, I look like a young Hitler. I know that's right? fabulous, look amazing. And then there's this one, which I think looks like more like an album cover. <laughs> that, like the, aha. The, the second one does look slightly like the sort of thing that you'd go into a cubicle in Sega World in 1997. Right. But the the worst one is, is that this is kind of early 90s, I think. Either way, they're 90s. Right. And I'm saying that as a positive thing. What do you think? Do you like them? I do, yeah. I don't believe you. You heard how high my voice went, which means no. <laughs> but it's just my face and hair. It's not... I like the graphics. It's I just self-loathing. So to just be just to explain what it is, it's almost like a Street Fighter screen selection right, I where get you choose that. and play a one I and get player that. two. I totally get um, that. I was explaining I to the audience. I, d- I'm, I know, but I didn't know. <laughs> and that, that's why we went for it. It's a work in progress. I love it. We don't have to uh, go with it. It's but, perfect. Um, it's don't not change the, the thing. It's not the reaction I wanted. Let's, 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 sorry. Let's throw to No Man's Sky, shall we? Yeah. Hello. So this is No Man's Sky. Is this so? Is this does this like is this some kind of networked online game? Yeah. So basically, the, the amazing thing about this is that anybody that's playing this game is in the same persistent universe. Shut up. So it's very rare that you're going to actually meet somebody because I'll show you in a minute. The this universe is, the size is of the massive. Universe. It is the massive. So you can see how many hours I've played there. Ninety-five is, and a half hours. And this is this is um, the new game that I played. I'd already spent thirty hours in a previous game. Which I deleted. Can I just um, say that um, the bespoke font is great. The slightly chopped off S. <laughs> yeah, the stylized. It's futuristic. Mostly, yeah. and it's very faithy. Yeah, it's so it's so. So this this here, you see this loading screen. These are all literal planets. That no, you, they're literally not. Literal, they literally are, no, no, no. And like, you'll see in a minute. Literally. In in a minute, you'll see some of them with some talking? names. And those are the, those are the solar systems that have no, been discovered. Is, no, this is literally the Polandine advert. I'm genuinely, you'll see there. There's one up there. Do you see a name there? No, you're lying. And hold on, there'll be another name that comes up. These are planets that there solar systems that have been discovered. they're not. No, they can't be. Solar systems that have been discovered by other players. All of these that you. You see, have not You're been discovered yet. Mind. As we get closer, you'll see more and more. There's another one there, closer and another one what? there. Closer to my home planet, my base planet, you'll see more and more planets in the in the greater universe that have been. There's another one there. So these are all solar systems that have been discovered by people. Okay, this is insane. So now, oh and Jesus, look it. at the look at the degree. It's 307 degrees. I don't know where my where my ship is. Firestorm coming. Uh, how do I get into my ship? Firestorm coming, Tame. I know. I can't remember. How to Have get you into got my any ship. foil? Foil. Here we are. Look. Maybe some rosemary and garlic, just to do <laughs> yourself nice. So look at the temperature I'm at now. I'm 90 degrees, but outside there's a firestorm coming, and it's and it's huge. So. This is my spaceship. This is my air, right. my spaceship, and I can, I can, we can launch. So you can see here. Thank goodness. This is the planet that we are exploring here. Um, I was on this planet for a reason. I can't remember what it is, but let's get some altitude. Shall Halfords. We? Halfords. <laughs> yeah. You need some. Uh, so uh, there, the storm's clearing now. Screen wash. No, this is all the dust that you can see coming in from the. Uh... So let's let's boost out of here. And actually, let's let's go up into space. So let's let's. Um... Okay. So here we are. This we should have. You made broken... the jump to light speed there. I did. Yeah. Standard streaky stars thing. So there's. 
one of the planets. Oof. You're in the middle of an asteroid field. Yeah, it's all right. We'll shoot them. And actually, what's great, there's an he says unknown planet. So nobody's yet discovered this planet. So we can go down there and name this planet and name everything that's on that planet. And that will be it for And that will be it. Game. So whoever visits this solar system and then approaches must this have planet. There a lot of filters on this. Game. There, there are. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, You see, it says that I discovered this. So whoever shows up here next time, it'll say. Yeah. Um, Discovered by M. Tamaray. Well, I didn't. That's his default name. I can't oh, be bothered to name all the planets and all the items. But you do get a couple of achievements for it. What's interesting is that we can shoot some of these asteroids down, look, here. And from down. that... We're in space. There is no doubt. <laughs> we can shoot some of these asteroids up. About. About. And we get... You are literally materials. playing asteroids circa uh, 1980. So I got five silver there. Should we go down and visit this planet here? Yeah, or should we go to the other planet there? Or should we... I like, like the one with the rings. I want to see the one with the, the rings. rings. I've never really known a game to make me feel... Quite insignificant. Swimmy. Yeah, as swimmy as... Well, no, most games make me feel insignificant. <laughs> but that sort of swimmy, vertiginous feeling you get when you contemplate the vastness of space. Oh, yeah. It's massive. I mean, this guy... Look, we've just entered the atmosphere here. So we can actually, we can explore where we want to land. Oh, that's slightly bumpy landing there. Well, I didn't land. So look, each planet is different. So this has got some weird... Bubbles. Bubbles situation going on here. Uh, which is, which is interesting. Out. I want to should see, we see if we, Should we shoot them down and see if they... I believe this is the planet Hippie. There's some spores there. That's oxygen. We actually need that. So let's just land... It's a bubbling planet, it says down there. It's got an invisible mist. The Sentinels, which are the people, they're kind of like the Sentinels that look after the planet. They're an AI. Um, oh, hang on, wait, what now? What's all that? And are they we talking are, about aliens? No, they're Sentinels, so they're AI aliens, yeah. Um, so that's oxygen there. <laughs> you carbon. can't just say... <laughs> Sorry. They're I'm Sentinels? Just... Come on. Right, like, so, I so should know what I said. That's not a thing in uh, the sorry, world. Sentinels are there to look after the planets and their resources. Now, there is... A, they so are, if you abuse the planet... They will come and get you. But on this back. planet, they're relaxed. So I can take whatever the heck I want from this planet. Right. I take some oxygen, because I need some oxygen for my for my suit. So these red see. plants that look like the kind of berries you definitely shouldn't eat. Yeah, exactly. In the wild. Yeah. They've and got you, oxygen. You collect oxygen, and with the oxygen, you can then... Uh, Reboost your life support machines, or you can craft other materials from oxygen life in order support, to life support. I, I tell you what, I love about this game is it's lonely. It's so lonely. I love lonely games. It's so lonely. That's why I've always loved Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. you would like I said, you're you all on your this. own in this planet. You're absolutely right. I, I like that I'm the only person on this planet. Nobody knows where I am. No, and you've just you've discovered it. What are these big balls? Well, they they are minerals. So if you press down on the left stick. It just takes me backwards. No. Press down. Oh, pre right. And then you scan the thing. And if you hold down left trigger, you, and keep hold it, hold it down, you see you've got your binoculars there. Sorry, I am inverted. Yeah, and it probably so drives inverted. you in It's fine, it's fine. Uh, but you can see now it tells you that that's a mineral. It's formation processes coalescence. It's notes it's slow forming. Yeah, but can I, I sell it? Well, yeah, you can. So you can mine it and then either use it or sell it. So we are in a green star system. What does that mean? So each recycles. Each yeah. Each star system has a different Oh look, so hold down on the left trigger there, right in front of you. You see that? Where it says that yeah. where it's got that little icon. Let me it just tells invert you invert every impulse I have. 
Why are you? There you go. So that's a gold. Oh, deposit. let's have that. So you can. Oh, you've got the sentinel there. So just be careful when the icon comes up. Okay. Then that means the sentinel's there. But yeah, you can. If you hold but down, they're on, relaxed. So here, right? stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But stop. 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 If you right, if you point at the gold uh, deposit and yeah. right trigger, I'm literally you're mining gold. I I am literally ransacking a planet. This is absolutely crackers, and I love it. And, and this is just one planet in in the solar system. Out of a billion trillions. And, and, and let me show you. So jump back in the ship. You see where it says home base journey start? Yeah. That's where I started. That's where I've discovered all of... Just that little cluster is all I've kind of discovered here. That is But I could go... Can you see bonkers. any of these planets here? Any of these... When I say planets, they're star systems. Yeah. I could go to any... 666 light years away, that one, for example. Try that one, then. Let's, let's go here. I mean, this is a... Viking dominant life form, so we'll see some aliens here. The economy is mathematical, which means that they'll be that they've got some good sell rates, and you can get some decent prices on certain equipment. And they're very aggressive. But the, there's a conflict level, which means aggressive, which means that if we enter that star system, we're more than likely going to be attacked by pirates. So let's go somewhere a little bit. Different. And they're not going to go yaha, are they? No, mm. conflict level they're high, not like cute mild. Let's go. Here. Are they going to be more like Somalian pirates? <laughs> They're quite dangerous. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. No, these They're not ones, like, ha-ha. No, They're these like, ones, yeah, yeah. Give me all your give money, me all your or money. I'm going to hack Yeah, you yeah, up. well, you'll see, because they start attacking you. Let's just go straight to the planet, shall it we? It looks beautiful. Yeah, well, let's, let's like, scan it. It's, it's like a, a star bulb copper. So this is an Earth-like planet, and it's unmapped. It's beautiful. It looks like, um, I want to say, uh, Louisiana. You know, the bayou. The swamp land. Yeah, it does. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I it's dappled. Right. There's lots yeah. of water, but lots of bits of land. Yeah. It's very fragmented. Right, let's see if we can... Looks like a great place to get a bowl of gumbo. It does look like a great place to get a bowl of gumbo. So we're entering the atmosphere now. The graphics are good, man. I mean, yeah. they're really good. Yeah, they're beautiful. I was sort of expecting something a lot more. Whoops, steady now. There's lots of... St look, there's... So these, are, these things are subterranean relics. What? Yeah, there's loads get of stuff. Get that. Well, we have to dig through to get it. You see the minerals here. Everything that you scan will go into the wider database. Everything. And then whoever visits How this planet... How paltry do you feel knowing that you can never hope to complete this game? Well, you never like, will. Like, I can't complete 136 checkpoints in Cars 3 <laughs> Driven to Win. <laughs> and you're talking about an infinite, constantly expanding universe. So, Jake, um, yes. you said in that thing that you you were genuinely amazed. Like, I was. Just, just, just let's put it in context here. Like, be serious for just a moment. You were genuinely surprised at how big this game is. It's staggering. I mean, there's nothing you, you couldn't you couldn't hold up an example of any other game that could possibly touch it for scale mm. because it's infinite, mm. and it's really staggering to to be able to really explore how minuscule you really are within a game. And I kind of love. Um, there's a French cartoonist called Sompe, mm. and there's a really great. Uh, cartoon of he, he's done this huge picture of like this vast sort of almost jungly kind of canopy of trees it's somewhere warm and sunny there's uh i think there's a massive swimming pool or, or an ocean beyond and uh, a big house and stuff J just this huge landscape and right at the bottom there's one man and he's just looking at a, like a pebble by his foot 
And that game, it's sort of the same thing, that you've got this insane, infinite, expanding universe of solar systems to explore, each star with its own planets and moons to explore, and you find yourself looking at a pebble. Mm. on one planet mm. somewhere how it was it, what amazed me was that you didn't believe me when i told yeah, you but i don't believe 90 percent of everything you said i know i know <laughs> to your that thing you said about you were a french assassin which one well i, I, did, I don't know I you just say said i was you... french i said i was belgian oh, a belgian, belgian assassin, assassin whatever it was yeah, yeah yeah i don't believe that well you don't need to just know you're safe <laughs> For now, <laughs> just just know you're safe. Yeah. No, but but you genuinely didn't. I don't think I've ever we... felt so unsafe as when you said that. <laughs> we uh, well, we only we were playing for about what was about about an hour easily, um, and we only went to two planets. Yes, two different planets and two different solar systems. Yeah, and that just tells you the amount of time. When I said to you that, I'd, and I showed you how long I'd spent on the on mm. the game. Um, and I and I showed you from my galaxy map where I'd been. Yeah, minuscule, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, and I I think if you if you like Minecraft, not so much for creative mode. Like if you like making uh, wallabies out of wool <laughs> and stuff, then then stick with Minecraft. Yeah. But if you like the sort of exploring part of it and that strange weird. It you said very, loneliness, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and that's that's what you said you loved about it, and yeah. well, what I love about it is that th- this is a this is a universe that other players are habit- cohabiting with you at the same time, but because it's so vast, you you will probably never see another person. But do you know how much I would freak out if I was on a planet and someone else landed on it? I would lose it. Have you read the book Zed for Zachariah? Yes, I have read for Zed for Zachariah a long time ago. Yeah. That's, a, that's a blast from a past. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an amazing book. I reread it quite recently, and right. it's still every. It's probably more terrifying. It's yeah. the story of a, a teenage young woman who yeah. uh, she's alone in a valley that's sort of by a sort of freak of sort of local environment has been sheltered from a nuclear holocaust, yeah. and then she sees this thin little. Uh, trickle of smoke on the horizon mm-hmm. and every day it gets a little bit nearer and she knows that someone is coming mm-hmm. and she doesn't know who it's going to be yeah. and yeah. she's afraid yeah. so <laughs> i would feel like that playing that game if someone else landed on the same planet as yeah. me and i saw them coming towards me i would i i would genuinely freak out you can't kill them they can't hurt you that's the thing it's right a cooperative game the only that's thing nice. that's your enemy really is the environment in which so it's a player versus environment game so you oh that's good i didn't safe. know that that's yeah. great you're safe in that in that respect i still freak out i literally my hackles are going up at the idea of it yeah yeah it is it is weird i mean i, I told you and, and you would have heard it in the thing we may have cut it out but um uh, the first time I encountered other people was on this wider, wider kind of mission and mm-hmm. it was a, a live event, effectively. And it is a weird thing mm-hmm. because you don't see anybody ever no. at all. And and um, But, look, we would love to speak to Hello Games. I've been trying to get a hold of Hello Games for a, for over a year now to try to... I've emailed them. I've, they don't have a phone number. I've harassed them on Twitter. You know, I, all of my industry buds have said that they're you know they're hard to get hold of so if you're they're listening very busy they're building a universe tamir <laughs> it's not cut them some slack it's not a good excuse you good build excuse. a universe i will i will get me some black paper and some caster sugar <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so there we go. Awesome. Now, Man's Sky. You know, I'm sure we'll be talking about this in yeah. in, in the future. But but it, it's it's quite it's awesome. quite an incredible incredible game. We'd love to know what you think of it. You can email us at the following address: Ch- checkpoint at mcdoucemedia.com. Thanks. And all of this information will be somewhere clickable somewhere on, on the, thing, on on the, the screen. They won't look. M A G D O S. Yes, media. media.com. Yeah. Checkpoint at magdeucemedia.com. Well done. Um, Checkpoint. What's the point? <laughs> you're, you're really pushing it that, works. It works. It, really works. it works. It works. It works. You're really pushing it's it. Sticky. Should we do the quiz? Yeah, let's do the quiz. Okay. Okay, so this is... I don't want you to feel like there's no bitterness. In me. There's no. This is not revenge. There's no... I'm not seeking any kind of redress you're from the such, whitewash I had. such a liar. Mm. <laughs> Conceivably, <laughs> that's fine. This is good. This is, I'm quite pleased with this quiz. Okay, go, 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 fire! I, I'm terrified you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, obviously, I, I, I don't. The thing is, I retain ridiculous information. Nothing of any. Impl- so I'm, I'm yeah. actually quite worried about this. But, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Okay, go. here Let's we go. go. Here we go. Here we go. What year was the first microphone peripheral introduced, and what was the game? So I have a feeling this was on the PlayStation 2. The game would have been SOCOM. Um, that's my answer. And the year... The year would have been... I want to say 2000 or 2001. Probably... I. Let's go with two thousand. Let's go with 2001. 2001. So SOCOM 2001. Okay. Next question. Question number two. Hold on, hold yes, on. hello. With, what? The, with the first question, are you talking console or PC? I am talking console. Okay, so I'll stick with SOCOM for now. I think yeah. I'm wrong. But, but you were right to ask. Okay. Because that would have been very sneaky. Yeah, it would have been very, very sneaky. Yeah. Okay, question number two. Which sold the most? The famously awful E.T. game for the Atari 2600 or Space Invaders, its most famous game? Uh, I think Space Invaders sold more. Um, I think E.T. ended up... It's now a collectible, from if I remember, and most of the games that were produced ended up in a landfill. Oh, that's so sad. I think that's I think that's the thing. One for the archaeologists, hundred years from now. <laughs> well, they've started digging them up because they're now collectible items. ET was created. It was it was it was rushed through programming. So the developer that was working on it, I think Spielberg had something to do with it, but they never finished it, and it I, was kind of rushed by the end of it. Yeah, I think Spielberg did the catering. Is that right? Well, no. Spielberg did a really great game actually a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, Tom, the on, tower on, on, block, tower yeah, blocks, boom blocks, it, boom blocks. One of my favourite games of Fantastic all time. Fantastic game. One of my favourite games, genuinely one of my favourite games of all time. Anyway. I wish they'd do a better like, more high res. Yeah, I'm really I was really surprised that they didn't because they did Boom Blocks and then they did Boom Blocks Bash Party, which was the sequel to it which was great. <laughs> <which was laughs> don't, don't ask why they called no. it that. Um, but but yeah, the, the concept was amazing and actually I, I don't know why they've not brought it back to the Switch now because mm. it would be a perfect platform for the Switch. It's such a simple human physics thing, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was based, I think it was on him on the beach, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Throwing exactly, stones at exactly piles of stones. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Brilliant. Question number three. Yeah, fam. Who bought the first PlayStation? 
Oh. This is kind of a trick question. I want to say Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Question number four. What is the name of the damsel in distress that Mario rescues in the original Donkey Kong? Uh, it's not... It's. I think it's Daisy. It's not Princess Peach. Princess Peach came later, so I think it's Princess Daisy. Okay. And I was a Sega boy, just to just to clarify. Whatever. Just, just, to, just to say, I, I was sure. a Sega. If it was a Sonic question, yeah. I'd have it nailed. Of course you would. Um, Google's AlphaGo AI mm. made history in 2017, beating the world's greatest human player of Go. You know this ancient yeah, 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 game? Yeah, yeah, There's a mathematical game. And go, they yeah, said, yeah. like, this is the hardest thing you could yeah. ever, like, forget chess. This yeah. is, like, chess times a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so AlphaGo AI made history in 2017, but what is its connection to Atari? Or what is the connection to Atari? Uh, I think... Was it the same... Oh, I don't know this. I think it's the same processing chip or something that was used. It wasn't hugely advanced, but they used the same processing chip as the original Atari console. Okay, shall we go through these? No. With barely disguised glee on my face. No. I've okay. got nothing. I've got nothing on this. Question one yeah, was, uh, what year was the first microphone peripheral introduced and what was the game? Yeah. So you said it was PlayStation 2, it was so common, it's 2001. You've got to go back. Really? 15 years. Really? To 1986. Okay. Nintendo released a special disc system peripheral for the NES. No in Japan, and among its features was a microphone in the controller, which certain games used, including an updated version of the original Zelda, and you could only destroy a certain enemy by shouting into the mic. Wow, I did not know this. I can't think why that didn't catch on with parents <laughs> buying these systems. That's incredible. So what was yeah. that, 1986? 1986. 86. Yeah. 86 was a big year for gaming. Oh, tell me about it. I, the Sentinel. I literally have no idea. Oh, the Sentinel, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, question number two. Uh, I asked you which game sold more for the Atari 2600, yeah. E.T. or Space Invaders? Like, the best and worst the yeah. other way around. Uh, it was actually... Uh, you said Space Invaders. It was E.T. E.T. Was sold it? one and a half million copies. Did it? And the original Space Invaders, the, the iconic game, only sold a million copies. Really? Well, I suppose that makes sense because the saturation in the market would have been greater when, when, uh, when E.T. Uh, came yeah. out. But having said that, you know, with Atari, when it came out, it was really, there were only a few games. So I would have thought, it's like, you know, when you get Wii Sports with your Wii, yeah, everybody course. had it. So, yeah. you know, whereas you wouldn't go out of choice yeah. to buy E.T. Now available in computer exchanges everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, God, I can't believe I've got nothing right. These are hard questions. Well, I should know better. Who bought the per the first PlayStation? I have no that idea. That was question number three. And you said Microsoft, and that was a good guess. A really good guess. Atari? No. Was it... Stop now. Se Sega? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going to shut up. I tried to... <laughs> um, it was originally planned as a Nintendo console. 
Yes, I knew that. And Sony were going to design the electronic components. Yeah. yeah. And then Nintendo ditched the project. So Sony said, we'll make a console anyway. So I said it was kind of a trick question. Yeah. It was kind of a Yeah, trick yeah. Question. I did know that, but I thought you meant who physically. I was racking my yeah. brain for when it was released and who. I, all I could see was that alien woman, you know, the one that advertised it, that they did oh, that. Yeah, the weird the Scottish. Weird Scottish oh. eyes. Yeah, but not that there's anything weird about being Scottish. I'm not. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not. the Germans last time and now we're on Scottish no, people. No, I tell you what, you can't do Scottish people. No, you no, can no. do Scottish do do Scottish people. You can't do such Germans no, like whatever me. you want. Like, it's crazy, you <laughs> know. Scottish, no. No, you can't. <laughs> I can't. <eat. laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Isn't your surname Shanta? Anyway, <laughs> question four. Uh, what was the name of the damsel in distress that Mario rescues? In yeah, the this one Donkey always Kong? throws me. Always throws me. Have you had this one before? Yeah, it's always thrown me because I always, I never remember this because it's always it's not who you think it is. I always no. go for Princess Peach and it's not, and then I go for Daisy and I find out it's not Daisy. It's yeah. it's Pauline, oh, as in Fowler. Yeah, she went on to be in EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in Japanese version, she was simply known as... Are you going to do the accent? Because I'm not going to do not. I'm not doing the accent. No, because you can't do that no, one. No, 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 you can't. Lady. Lady. <laughs> Shut up. Question five. So what was the connection between Google's AlphaGo AI uh, in 2017 and Atari? So I think it was that I think it was the same processing chip or something yeah. along the components yeah. that allowed it to... Well, I'm wrong. wrong. I've got to say... You are completely wrong. Uh, but it's interesting. The name Atari comes from the Chinese game Go. Ah. Atari refers to a situation where a stone or a group of stones is in imminent danger of being taken by another player. I did not know that. A state Atari found themselves in when uh, they got bought out by Infograms. Very good, very good. Uh, and then Infograms drew them to the ground. Pure Atari. Yeah, well done. Did I do all right? I love that I'm now saying how, how was my quiz. That was amazing. You did really, really well. And actually, to be fair, I should have known some of those. Um, the microphone thing, I should have thought, because Nintendo have always been kind of at the forefront of doing yeah. craziness. The Dealey Boppers, remember the, them? Yeah. <laughs> The, 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 the City Bay Rollers were The one with the rubber bulb that you had to work furiously. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an amazing one. <laughs> they, they, they invented the Reebok pumps, I think, uh, <laughs> Nintendo, um, which, was, which was incredible. But no, um, no, that was good. No, well, well, do well done, you know. F for nothing. For, 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 for failing. For, for attending. <laughs> you basically got your sweet revenge, didn't you? Well, look, I know what's going to happen next time. Well, I'm going to be nicer next time. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to be no, really that's, that's nice. No, that's even worse because... Because then you're going to get I'll them fail. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point, Jake. That's vicious, man. Can... That's so cold. How long did it take you to think of that? Well, just immediately, really. It's uh, it's a reaction. It's, uh, you know, it's dish, dish served cold, right? That's uh, that's what they say. Someone. You say, yeah, let's do a podcast. It'd be fun. <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, that was the quiz. It's a bloodbath. <laughs> It's going to get worse. I think by the end of, you know, we were talking about the thousand-year plan that we had for this podcast. <laughs> by the end of the podcast, the thousand years, I, I, don't, I think we, I don't know where we're going to end up with this quiz. It's quite a scary, scary, scary? It's quite a scary prospect. But yeah, so that was the quiz. Yes. Thank you very much. Right, Excellent. so... Um, 
What have you? We, you've been playing a bit of No Man's Sky. Is there anything else that you've been playing this week? I had a little go on a game that I know it's been knocking around, but all of this is a new and dazzling world to me. Mm. Have you played Celeste? No, I've been meaning to get around to that. Apparently, it's it's incredible. It's um... well, people are very jazzed about it, right? And is it not that good? Well, it's no, it's nice. Like it's for anybody that doesn't know Celeste, explain the premise of the game. So it's a it's a it's an old school sort of scrolling two D platformer game mm-hmm. where you jump and climb and and that's about it. Really. Donkey Kong. It's basically Donkey Kong, and. People have sort of lyricised a lot about, oh, so beautiful. And all of the kind of, uh, you know, like the kind of map screens Mm. when you're moving from one checkpoint to another. Um, Good branding. Yeah, thanks. What's the point? Um, (laughs) Why are you even here, Jake? Why are you even here? (laughs) To bring you down. So they are very beautiful and the music's really lovely Mm. and and it's... And it is a very stylish game. And when you actually get into the gameplay, though, like, it is pure blocky. Like, you could probably replicate it with a handful of post-it notes. Like, it's it's very blocky. Okay. Now, I know I've got a ridiculous I mean, compensatory television, right? Yeah, yeah, but I forget that. But it's kind of so blocky that you're like, this is too blocky. I can't believe these words are coming out of your mouth from a man who's obsessed with Minecraft. Right. I hit peak block with <laughs> Celeste. Really, that bad? Yeah, like it's a, it's a, it's a great game, but I feel like there's this sort of, I know it's purposeful. Like, there's no way nowadays you could make a game like that without it being a deliberate stylistic consideration. Well, you'd be surprised, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I, I felt like it, it was kind of a bridge too far. Like I, I couldn't really engage with it. So I need to get onto this because I've heard, I've heard different things about this, and and this is a, a, a complaint that I've heard from. It, it, it's weird how gamers are different to gaming press mm. and i and i i remember doing a, a review once for a game on the ds which was a fireworks game and you'd fire fireworks up oh. and stuff um yeah you, do you know what i'm talking about did no, you ever I play don't. it i thought i did but i don't you fire these fireworks up and and yeah it was lovely and yeah it was on the ds and yeah it was sweet and yeah it was all but after about level three there was nothing really left yeah it was it was just a bit it was just a bit boring and and there was no point to it and there was no other game mode so it's just this one game mode that you played and people expect to pay 30 quid for this game on a on a ds you know so i wrote the most scathing review of it all um and and i remember getting an uh, getting a phone call from the uh, the agency that dealt with the the pring of it obviously as games journals we don't pay for games and, and we get them for free to to review them um which is by the way is not that fun for anybody that's interested in doing it you get jaded pretty quickly when you've got to sit down and play a game and get through it it's not a very nice thing to to do as someone who knows Tamir reasonably well i, I can attest to the effect <laughs> it's had on him <laughs> thanks um, i remember how, i remember how he used to laugh <laughs> that's all gone those were the days um so I, I write this really scathing review and this PR agency came back to me and said, you need to retract this this uh, review that you've written. Crikey. And I gave it something like a two or a one out of ten because, you know, the, the first couple of missions were great, but then after that, like I said, very repetitive. And I, and I stood my ground and I was getting quite angry with these people. And their response was a competitor site who's quite big, quite well-known's editor had reviewed the game and given it an eight out of ten and I didn't know what I was talking about. So, right. so that's the, the so 
what the point of me telling you this story is is that sometimes and we mentioned Red Dead Redemption last week and Rockstar Games sometimes games get waxed lyrical and the hype is so massive but y- you forget sometimes as a games journalist that somebody has to go out and buy this game mm. they have to for spend a lot money of money for, for a lot of money and and it might only be they might only buy three or four games in a year mm. and if they choose to to pay money on this game then they are going to be disappointed there's that you're going to get bored really quickly um you know and this was this was at the time when facebook gaming and app gaming was starting to become a a thing so oh. really outside of consoles you didn't really have anywhere else to play you know the, the start of the mobile f- the iphone and the app store um but so it doesn't surprise me that whenever i see kind of especially when i see games press waxing lyrical about something oh. it, it always it always kind of p- puts me a little bit on edge a little yeah. bit because I, I don't know what they're what they're getting and i much rather read the reviews of the people that have gone out and bought the game yeah well, it's kind of like, I, I think, you know, any kind of critics, you, you get food critics who will sort of say, I had this, some fermented hair mm. and it was incredible. And uh, or they'll say, you cannot imagine how refreshing to sit and have a plate with a single carrot or whatever. And everyone else looks at it and goes, all right. Yeah, but they're just operating on a different level to yeah. to, to normal people who are quite happy down Nando's. Well, things. I don't, I don't even think they're on a different level. I think they build, and I, and I've met a lot of uh, food critics, and um, I knew A. A. Gill quite well. You know, when when he was, and he was a he was a lovely guy, but he was such a pretentious when it came to things like food, or when it came, and and you know, I've met a couple of food critics. And I won't name them because they're not dead. Um, but they are... They almost create this air of fake authenticity around mm. something that actually you go and try it. And it. I've been in restaurants, you know, Michelin-style restaurants, and I've tried something. And yes, it's good, but my cooking wouldn't be that far off. Oh, Tamir. Do you know what I mean? You had to go there. You know, it's I- not... It's it's not it's the process it's because yeah. it's the process that they go through yeah. and, and 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 I'm not, being not funny, undermining but my omelets, mate. Oh, pretty. It might take me a long while to get there, and I think that's the key thing is that they can look at an ingredient, they can look at a recipe and go, bosh, bosh, bosh. This is how it's going to work. Mm. It doesn't. But if you know how it's going to work, then it's yeah. it's no different, really. Gil v Milne, which AA is AAA rated for you? What AA Gil or AA, AA Milne? Oh, A.A. Milne. I mean, always yeah, has to be A.A. Milne. The way he writes about honey. Uh, the way that he talks. There's an incredible book about actually, um, it, it studies Taoism through Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And, and, oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's really quite cool. It's really quite nice. But no, A.A. Milne was I, I, kind of a, Did you read the original A.A. Milne books? They're, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I read them to my hard. little boy. Right, that's the point. They're, they're it's scathing. It's like Potter as well. But they're, they're scathing. Yeah. You know, there is such um, unflinching yes. humanity in those books, uh, particularly when it comes to Eeyore and his yeah. dryness and sarcasm and witheringness yeah. is brutal. But actually, all of the characters are deeply flawed in that respect. And that was what I always could never forgive Disney for. Yes. Was the, the schmaltzy saccharine of it. And interestingly, it was Winnie the Pooh Day uh, a little while ago. Mm. And people had this quote that they kept putting out um, on social media saying, you know what, you're stronger than you think and smarter than everyone else thinks and blah, blah, blah. And 
uh, everyone was like, oh, so wise, so great. And I thought, do you know what? I, I don't remember that from right. any of the books. And I found this fantastic blog post, that's, uh, blog post that says, A.A. Uh, a. Milne would never write that. Amazing. And it says, this didn't ring true. So the quote is, if there's ever a tomorrow when we're not together, there's something you must always remember. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. Yeah, 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 I remember And this blog... Uh, well, can we put a link somewhere or something yeah, for it? Yeah, let's, let's do it. But it, it's, it's just brilliant. Uh, it, it just shows what A.A. Milne actually wrote, and it is so much more nuanced and profound and i think this is so this is where the disconnect between video game development and thank you for bringing it back <laughs> i think this is where this is i think but but back to the point i think this is that the whole thing is is that we jump on a hype we jump on a marketing it all becomes about the bottom line and it's exactly the same with disney it became mm. about the bottom line it didn't become about the character so when i read this book on Taoism and, and the way in which it was reflected through the winnie the pooh stories at first it was really alien to me because it wasn't the winnie the pooh that i knew it was the Winnie the Pooh that A.A. Milne had created. Mm. And, and that was the relationship. And I think that's what we get in video games. And I think at the risk of sounding like a complete and utter, you know... Pretentious. No, no, not no. pretentious. Somebody who's kind of... <laughs> that, attacking, no, I just attacking. threw that one out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know volumes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah, yeah. for, uh, Can't for highlighting. Chris, <laughs> well, you mirthless, what you as, as Tell somebody, me when to stop. As somebody who, um, who works in the industry, and it almost feels like I'm attacking the industry, but... A lot of these people, and I, and I mean a lot, that I, and there are a few exceptions within the games industry, but a lot of these people that are in the games industry, there's such a quick turnaround, they're quite young, they don't really have the experience or history, been writing about video games from their bedroom. So they, even from a journalistic perspective, I mean, there was a, a big a kind of website recently that, that breached a, a contract with a big publisher, and, and, and it's because they're all kind of bedroom bloggers mm. that have turned into and i hate that word journalists because they're not journalists they're mm. they're writers you know they're, they're good writers they're creative writers but they're not journalists Some are. yeah uh, yet most of them that's that's the thing mm. so when a publisher then goes out and issues a writ or or whatever in or, or says something's you know they've they've breached a contract or whatever they, they don't know how to deal with it and i think it's that naivety and that stupidity that drives that hype and it almost feels like they're driving the hype for the sake of driving the hype and not necessarily looking at it from a, from a wider perspective. And I think that the video games industry suffers that from that a lot. It's very easy for Call of Duty to whip up hype, for Activision to whip up hype about their games. But actually when it comes out and it's not as good, it becomes very difficult for people to then criti criti criticise it. And that was the problem I had with Red Dead Redemption, which I said we'll do a full podcast on Rockstar Games. But that's exactly it. With Red Dead Redemption, I didn't enjoy it. Mm. And it, when I say that to people, they look at me as if I'm crazy. I'm not saying that I didn't appreciate it, and I'm not mm. saying that I didn't re don't respect the amount of energy that went into creating such an incredible world but it stops being a game. And I think you have to have that in the in the kind of the the forefront of your mind when you're developing a game. At what point does this stop being fun? What for you is the best game of all time? Like what's the game that for you sticks in your head as this is the one? There are loads. I mean, that's really that, that's a really unfair one. question, really. Um, and I'm only asking it because I've got mine. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, if I'm totally and utterly honest with you, 
it would have to be F-22 Total Air War. It was a flight simulator on the PC in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. Um, But what was incredible about Total Air War was it was the first game that was... uh, It was the first flight simulator combat simulator game that allowed you to fly the F-22 Raptor for a start. So that that was pretty cool. And the great thing about that, you know, I don't know if you remember, we were talking about kind of the the complexities of flight systems. Um, But because it was an electronic aircraft a lot of that kind of analog stuff was taken care of by electronic systems. So actually you could... So it was quite authentic. It was quite authentic, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the flight model, I I couldn't tell you how an F-22 flew, but it it was great. But what was really interesting about it was is that you you had to taxi your aircraft, you had to speak to the tower, you know, you had to get clearance to land. Mm. You had to to have a wee before you go. (laughs) You would, you could, it was all in real time. And it it was, so you'd have these, you know, you'd have your combat air patrols, your cat patrols, or you'd have your wild weasels where you'd go in and you, you know, you'd have to select your weapon loadout. You'd have to select your, the right wingmen loadout as well. Uh, You were part of a bigger war. Mm. That was the thing. So you could always press on the AWACS window and you'd see the, the wider war happening. And if your aircraft was destroyed, you could jump into any other F-22 squadron and take over that that aircraft. Um, but you would also see the Eurofighters and the Tornadoes and the helicopters, and you could also track them, and and, and it was real time. Oh. So you had to communicate with the AWACS, you had to communicate with everybody, and, and if you didn't complete... Your mission may have just been a combat air patrol, but if you didn't complete your combat air patrol, it would have meant that the Wild Weasel, the A-10s that were going in to attack right. the ground targets, wouldn't have been able to get in, which would then have a, 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 an effect on the ground war. Wow. So the whole thing was... It was very clever for a game of, of that of that era. And the graphics yeah. at the time were fantastic. And that's not even mentioning things like hydraulic failures or... You had the whole thing. Crikey. It was really, really, really intense. So for me, I think that was a... And I had the whole flight... I mean, you know, I had the whole flight stick set up, yeah. and the rudders and the pedals. Stick, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 for me was probably, for me, that's the game that I still reminisce and I don't want to go back to hmm. because I know when I go back to it, it's not going to look as good and it's not going to be as good, especially with DCS out now and, and everything else. And I think DCS is actually the, the kind of the successor of Total Air War. Total Air War was the unsung hero, I yeah. think, of the flight simulator combat genre. What about you? Jack 2. Jack 2, wow. On the PlayStation 2. Wow. And th- there's some backstory, right? Yeah. Which is that um, Jack, out of Jack and Daxter, yeah. is kind of named after me. No way! I'm just saying. Really? My friend at the time was working at Sony Europe, and they sent a company-wide thing saying, look, we've got this game coming out, and we, we haven't got a name for the lead character. And my nickname... Uh, among this very tiny circle of friends was Jack Jack at the time, J-A-K-J-A-K. Right. And so my friend sent that in and they shortened it to Jack and it became Jack and Daxter. You are kidding me. <clears throat> why, why do I not know this about you? Because, you know, I don't like to brag. You know, but <laughs> he says so on a podcast. <laughs> Jack and Daxter, was, it was one of the first games on the PS2. And it was such yeah, a lovely was. thing. I yeah. mean, it was a really exciting thing. It was this kind of open, kind of semi-open world thing. And you were this guy with this punky hair and this yeah. crazy sidekick who was very funny. And, you know, it was lovely, verdant green hills and, and blue sunshine. And you had a hoverboard and you had a great time. Yeah. And Jack 2 came out and they completely, I mean, this is such a well-worn path now that it seems so cliche, but actually in a way it hadn't. 
it hadn't really been done that much certainly in the world of video games then it went darker and suddenly there was yeah. this kind of alter ego uh, of jack who was I remember kind that, of harnessed actually, yeah. this dark energy and stuff and i i wasn't particularly good at the game uh but i spent countless hours i was living alone in washington dc at the time and i think that a lot of the time with video games it's about a certain time and place in your life yeah absolutely and they're like music tracks yeah and this game just uh i was i was living in washington dc and i would stay up late at night and i would just run around in this world and i wasn't really f completing missions particularly i was just running around in this, and i lived in this world and i loved it i loved the music and i loved the sort of the darkness and the kind of creak of the the boards on the pier down by the water you were quite lonely in washington weren't you i got quite i was quite homesick yeah, yeah. and it was sort of quite comforting the weird thing was <laughs> because you were talking about the getaway as well yeah 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 you know the, the kind of the homesickness element. yeah so video games was a huge solace uh, at that time in my life and um the weird thing was I, I went from there quite quite shortly after that. When I came back to the UK, I, I went and lived for a little while in Camden in London. Mm. And it was absolutely like Jack, Jack too. It was, yeah, it yeah. was so like that with these sort of high up walkways and yeah. water everywhere. So um, Jack 2 was just, I just think it well, it's just an amazing kind of magical game. But I, like you, it's... It's, maybe I don't want to revisit it because it was yeah. just a place I needed to be. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think and I think you've hit the the nail on the head. Really, is is that video games are they're like friends. Yeah, they are there when you need them, mm. and they get you through a certain time. I, so, interestingly, No Man's Sky for me was that game in the summer. So right. in the summer, as you know, I mean, I spoke to you about this. I was up in Edinburgh and it's the first time oh, I was in course. Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival. And I was there working. Um, and I was there with a, with a theatre company. They're really lovely, actually. The, the Boondog Theatre Group, you should go check them out. They're fantastic. Um, and, and actually, I know the guy because he works, the, guy, the director works in video games. That's how we met. So he's, he's a developer and he's a marketeer and he's a, he's a genius. He's a lovely, lovely guy. But, uh, you know, part of McDoose Media's remit is that we go off and we do filming for clients. And, and they asked me to go up and film uh, a new uh, mental health. It was it was kind of endorsed by the Mental Health Foundation um, about loneliness in Edinburgh. And I didn't. And you were telling me this when I was up in it. I didn't really realise how, even though you're surrounded by your peers and your, it's such a slog. And there's a huge kind yeah, of strain on your mental health. It's really, really quite a desperate it's thing. Grueling, yeah you've said it and I, and I didn't really believe it I was thinking oh these these actors are arty oh love is swanning around yeah Rrr. they've all got that but actually yeah, yeah. it is it is quite it's it was really telling for mm. me and I wasn't even an act so I didn't even have to go on stage every day I was just there filming something for somebody mm. but I found it really difficult and really lonely and and, and actually and by the end of it, I was getting quite depressed. Quite, mm. I, I remember talking to you about it and you saying to me how Kim's mum was up there and, mm. the, you, you know, that if I needed to go chat, which was a lovely thing, by the way. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I mean, understand didn't it. Of it. Yeah, I was just <laughs> clutching yeah, at straws, mate. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh. she, she doesn't even... She was, not, she was, not, she was in Barbados. It, she was a bale she? of straw with a hat on, <laughs> like... But no Tammy hugged it for like a night. It was it was yeah yeah. <laughs> I, it was any. I just needed something to snuggle. Um, but No Man's Sky was that for me. Yeah, and I think that's why I found it quite difficult to go back to No Man's Sky mm. because 
Not only, and actually, what what No Man's Sky did to me at Edinburgh was it compounded my loneliness because mm. you've seen how lonely it is there. Yes. Um, and when you're stuck in a game and you don't know how to get a material or you can't leave a planet because you haven't got the right resources, you feel stranded again. Yeah. Um, but actually, I didn't realise how much of Edinburgh No Man's Sky got me through. Mm. It, it, it was incredible. And then Risk. Well, it, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> which, which you keep hanging on about. We will play. The, which is a whole other game. But I think that that, that could work so well because I think what, what a video game can do that no other medium can do is, is give you uh, a visual manifestation of how you're feeling yeah and the thing and with let edinburgh, you explore it yeah and edinburgh is a weird place because it's a you can feel so alone but you are surrounded by millions it's of people so busy jake i yeah. mean i couldn't i couldn't walk for yeah. people but suddenly no man's sky gave you space the space and solitude that you were actually feeling yeah but weren't seeing yeah i, I think that's exactly it actually i hadn't even thought about it like that it was it was even though i was surrounded by people and i was still really lonely it, i didn't have the headspace mm. to deal with that and i think excuse me you're right no man's sky afforded me that that freedom and that yeah. kind of that that kind of that that claustrophobia was was kind of released yeah being in in uh, even though i was in a dinky little flat well it wasn't so dinky it was a lovely little flat actually but it was a basement flat which had no light and uh, you know and it was it's quite yeah. lonely and and so it's no man's sky and risk i mean grant my 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 best mate from uni got me through it. i mean we would play three or four games of risk every evening but when i wasn't editing or i was waiting for the video to export you know or render out mm -hmm. or if i was you know data wrangling or whatever no man's sky would come on and I, that's what i would do yeah, and and you know it was. And luckily, Grant is a teacher, so he was off. He wasn't <laughs> of at work. course, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it was, it was, it was really, really helpful. But yeah, I, it was, it was such a such a weird thing. It was such a weird thing. Yeah, it's that association that you have. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I found it quite. I found it quite. I found it quite scary. Mm. Yeah. The loneliness was really scary. Yeah. So. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, August in Edinburgh uh, is like November anywhere else. Yeah, true, true, true. That I, I'd give that really in spirit. Yeah. So <laughs> I bought something that I wanted to show you, but I think we'll leave it for next week. Now. All right, let's do it for next we'll, week. We'll do it for next week. What I wanted, what we, what, what I did want to talk about this this podcast was uh, the, the transition of uh, kind of traditional games into the digital space. Oh, cool. Um, so things like board games and mm -hmm. things like other games that you would play. Um, and, and actually Hasbro um, has been quite a big proponent of pushing this forward. And, and I, you know what, we'll, 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 we'll go see Hasbro. They're in, they're in France. So I'll give them a call. Brilliant. And we'll pop down and see them. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. I'll just fire up my flight simulator and... Uh... Before Brexit happens. Oh yeah, that's uh, a good so, idea. So let's let's get down there and do it. But yeah, it's it's been it's been it's it's, it's going to be an in oh sorry it's going to be an interesting conversation. I think. Yeah, definitely in right. French. Français, vous français. Yeah. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Yeah, thank you very they, much. We should probably be urging you to subscribe and share and review and things. Yeah, please do. I mean, you, the buttons are all there, so do what you need to do uh, and, and write a review. The reviews really do help us. It means something. I sound like. Uh, Richard Dreyfus in Closing Games of the Third Coast. This means something. It doesn't mean something when you keep going, checkpoint, what's the point? That is okay. <laughs> it's just a Daddy's complete. okay. Daddy's okay. Thank you very much for listening. There was a point. <laughs> <laughs>